The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back, everybody, to the Not So Newlywed podcast. I am one half of your co-host and probably the half that is not nearly as annoying. You always got to throw a shot. Why can't you just say? Because it's true. Is it a shot if it's true? Yeah, it's still a shot. Whether it's true or not, it's still a shot. (laughs) Yeah, yes, it is. Well, Oh, and I am the other half. Um, you all know me as brilliant dumb underscore e on Twitter. Um, Michael, uh, today we have uh, some guests here with us. Yep, we have some some special guests, yes. and Hi. <laughs> we have Inca, and it's so Almondy at Twitter, and. But she's more famous for Ivy because, you know, Ivy steals that show. <laughs> Ivy is the celebrity in the household for sure. Hi, everybody. She's the famous one. <laughs> and we're here with uh, my new husband, Travis, yeah. who is not on Twitter. Thank God. No. <laughs> right. no you got to get a Twitter now just because you said that. <laughs> Now, uh, I don't. I, I think I need to stay off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to decipher political and what's correct and what's incorrect these days. So I think I just be. I think it's just best if I just shut up. You know. Yeah, yeah. he have a, a political <laughs> shitstorm these days on Twitter. But congratulations, you guys. Um, Thank you. I remember seeing the pictures on Instagram. I was like, no, she didn't. Yes, she did. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but like I followed the journey from from like when she met you to getting pregnant to Ivy to now being married. And so that's probably one of the best reasons I really like social media is because you do get to see people's journeys and their progression. When you're not if like you're not a weird person, you get to see people that you really adore. <laughs> Like, like not a weird yeah, now. like grow and change, and you know, we went from being living our best single lives to having families and spouses and kids, and so to me, that makes that's one of the reasons why I really like social media. Oh, for sure, we turning uh, internet strangers into extended family, which is nice. Yeah, it it is. It definitely is. And so with being. <gasps> Mary, we could we'll hop like right into topic one. With being married, you know, we like talked about like the seven stages of marriage, like on the debut show, and where Mike, Mike, and I thought we were, and that so we want we like are making it a recurring theme when we have married guests or people in long term relationships to see where they think they fall. Where do you guys think you fall in those seven stages right now? Um. We, we think we fall within the, the first four, um, being that, I guess you could say life between us happened so fast. And it's yeah. not it's not a complaint, but uh, we feel like we fall, fell, we fall within the first four uh, stages. Yeah, we were thrust head first into the passion stage, of course, because we fell in love so quickly. Yeah. And then the realization stage, like we kind of got punched in the face <laughs> and having to move in and all that, like really, really quickly. And then there was no choice but to get to the cooperation stage so that we could work together and continue to build, you know. Because yeah. uh, I am military, so, you know, being away from home and all those things, it's quite natural for me. But, you know, once you found out, hey, Inca's pregnant, all right, for me, I went quickly into action mode. All right, well, you need to move <laughs> up here. We need to get this together. We need to get that together. Um, and like and I, said, I just cooperated because I couldn't think. Yeah, I. She told me to slow down because um, the day I got the news, I was in training, and I'm talking all within that same breath. It was like, all right, well, there's the next twenty things we need to do, and she's like, can I, can I, 
Can I figure this out first? Can I come? Like, out first? It's 7 a.m. Can I pee? And I'm going to call you right back. <laughs> well, one, thank you for your service. You know, yeah. always. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I feel like that's kind of where we were. Like, one minute, you know, we, we started out doing this, and then I was like, okay, my I, like I'm sick of being in Ohio. I have to move, and so I got a job. And I was like, "Hey, I'm moving to Denver." And he was like, "I guess we're moving to Denver." Not, not even two weeks after starting my job, I had positive pregnancy tests, and we was like, "Oh shit." Well, <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's that. It's like we um, stuck together, so and we're not going anywhere. And the realization stage was a whoo. That one yeah. kind of, it kind of hits you. Not like everything is bad, but you, like, once you're pregnant, living together, talking about marriage, you don't have a choice but to really get to know the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ivy. Um, yeah. you <laughs> clapping for y'all, by the way. But, um, yeah, the realization stage, I mean, we were already needing and getting to know each other. And then we got to a part where it was like, okay, there's about to be a ton of adversity. It was kind of the best way for us to fuse together, which was great. I think we knew we were going to get married like a date. couple of weeks in. Yeah, like, like date three. Um, no one yeah. just, no one said anything yet, but I mean, we just, we just knew. Um, I think with, barely within the first three weeks, Inga had pretty much came up with the plan when she was moving up to upstate New York. and. I didn't refute. I was like, oh, okay, well, come on up. <laughs> and Which is so funny because, like, he had never lived with anybody before. Nope. He was very comfortable in his apartment. And I was like, okay, so I'll be up in three or four months. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> I, was like, just, I was like, okay, well, uh, <clears throat> come on up. Yeah. Um, and like yeah. you said, I've never lived with anyone before. <laughs> leaving home for school for college that is so since then um i was i was more nervous about that than you know i guess cohabitating with somebody i didn't want her to, to move in with me and be like you know what you're a lot weirder than i thought you were and i don't want to do this <laughs> well, that's and he is weird. i am weird but good weird yeah i think that was the like the fingers crossed part for us, like uh, we on the other side of the country. Please, please don't do weird shit while we live together that I can't ignore. <laughs> I, I definitely do weird shit, but she mostly just ignores it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so, like with the cooperation stage, so I know that with you, your military and Inca post, like when you when you make accomplishments yes. and achievements. So I know that your career is important and like how do y'all balance that like because you know being a military family it can it could take its toll on people if you don't really have a plan together yes. it, it can be trash but um <laughs> we're not perfect at it of course but we're actually best friends yeah we actually communicate i miss him for real when he goes to work and is gone for you know even just all day, like sometimes he's gone for weeks or whatever, but just it's something as simple as like telling him that I miss, like we need you at home. You know what I mean? Like just simple things. Like I just try to keep him first regardless. And he does the same for me. And then I feel supported and so does he. So he's able to do all these great things at work yeah. and I'm able to keep the house running. Like yeah. it just works. It, it always makes me feel good to know, and I can quote her, um, every time I walk out of the house, she knows uh, that I'm doing my best at everything I'm doing to get back home to them. Yeah. And uh, that that kind of gives me um, that kind of gives me a daily drive to all right, let's, let's get through with this foolishness. Let me do let me deal with have to deal with that work, and then I can hurry up and come home. Um, so no, we haven't. I don't feel like you know we found a, a perfect balance, but a few times it's the communication it's keeping us going. You know. Yeah, absolutely. 
I um Oh, go ahead. I like this because I think people feel like it's one way you have to be married. Either you have to, you know, one person has to work and one person keeps house or both people need to work. But then they have figured out what works and that it works best for both of you. I, I feel like, you know, is is important because I don't know. One thing about like being on social media, people like are like, everything is black and white. Right. Like your marriage is messed up if both people work or your marriage is messed up if you have a you know a wife that stays home and a husband that works. So seeing, seeing it on two different ends because Mike and I both work, but primarily because after I went to college, I was like, hey, I spent a lot of money to go to college. I gotta get a job. It <laughs> 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 makes this, it makes some of this money back. And then you know, yeah. really, really like in engineering, but I get a lot of flack from people for working, like for being a, a working mom. And like, it takes a, it can take a toll on my psyche. Like even my own family, like, well, why would you work now that you married? That's his job is to take care of you. I'm like, it's our job to take care of each other. Yeah. And in that you take care of each other. Everybody is happy is is like kind the purpose of the show so that people can see like what love look like for different couples. Oh, for sure. That's that's an amazing point. Like I've never not worked, so this is all very new for me. And just knowing that like he has my back and I don't really want for anything because yeah. he's taking care of home and I can just focus on this little baby. Like it. I don't know. It just makes my heart all warm and fluttery. I right. don't know. And I, <laughs> and I think um, I think it takes a level of maturity and understanding. Like I got it. I can understand the emotional strain it can be for her. I mean, think about it. She didn't have like she didn't have adult contact with anybody until most days until I come home. You know, so throughout the day she's either chasing Ivy around or speaking baby gibberish to her, feeding her, squeezing the nap anytime she can. Mm -hmm. um, so when I come home, I don't come, you know, and look around the house like, girl, you ain't washed the dishes? No, I understand she didn't wash the dishes because, you know, <laughs> she used the time to sleep instead of, <laughs> <laughs> because she hadn't, she didn't get no sleep all night because she's taking care of the baby. Yeah. I'll be washing the dishes for the record. Yeah, she, she washed the dishes. I'm just, you know. <laughs> 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 um, I, no, Ivy was born so early and I had to stop working like mid-pregnancy, which was a whole other like, what the fuck that happened that I wasn't prepared for. So just like having this wonderful guy come in and be like, why are you even worried? Like, we got this. Just focus on her. She needs you more than wherever you're working. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. it's just, there's many, many different ways that you can be married, like you were saying, but like, I'm just glad that I'm married to this guy and we can kind of transform as the, transform our relationship as the situation needs it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that is, that is amazing. I know the toll that it, it took on you um, when Ivy was born early and a lot of the back and forth to the hospital. So the fact that you even tried to work during that situation, <laughs> you are a better person than a lot of people because I would have just had to move my stuff into the hospital. I would have been like, y'all bring the couch, deliver my couch up to the, <laughs> to the NICU. I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. And so, like, I applaud you guys. One, for because a lot of people are really hard on new moms. And so you having that support and not feeling pressured to to take on the world probably it, it made it easier probably for you and for ivy to get well and be able to come home because listen ivy didn't play no game she was sick of that hospital <laughs> ivy was like god damn it she um, on everybody so she could come home there was this is an, an interesting story there's a baby that was born the same day as ivy the same weight we were the same gestational uh age the, the mom and I were both at 27 weeks mm -hmm. Ivy came home in 69 days he was in the hospital for like 90 some days yeah had all the same issues you know respiratory 
they had all the same procedures, but her his mom worked. And, and I was able to be there sometimes 18, sometimes 24 hours a day. So it just, it means, I can't even explain how great it is that I was so supported during that time she was in the hospital because I didn't even, I didn't have to think about food or literally anything, but just being there for that baby. And like Travis and my parents and all my internet friends and all my real life friends, like people just taking care of me so I could do this. Like it goes to show like babies really respond to healthy parents. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So speaking of stronger, how like so how has marriage changed your lives? Like, do you in what like were there areas that you were lacking in and marriage forced you to grow and become better in those areas? I think for me, um, and Travis is right here, he's just trying to keep Ivy from tearing the house down. Um but <laughs> we understand. Yeah, I'm for me, I'm not a person that likes to ask for help. And I mean, and I'll speak from even before we were married, because we've only been married for eight weeks, but we've been kind of married since we met. But um, having to kind of be vulnerable with another person and to really rely on them has absolutely changed me. I'm more vocal about what I need. I'm more uh, confident because I know that regardless, there's somebody there that has my back. Um, and there's just less noise and bullshit and foolishness that I even tolerate now because I don't need to. Absolutely. Makes sense. Uh, uh, for me, Tansy, we, we, we discussed this yesterday. Um, but for me, like since being married, pretty much, as, she, as we discussed earlier, I haven't lived with anybody before. So um, being married now has made me deal with a level of selfishness that I've had because I mean, I've pretty much been on my own for like 14 years now. And now to open up my space, let me, let me say that now, to open up this space, to make it become our space Amen. to uh, her space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> it, it, it forced me to deal with the level of selfishness. And uh, I'm not gonna say it's a full internal battle, but it's somewhat of a battle you know, I want to speak of a thing or two, like, hey, that's mine, but that's not the, that's not the case at all. It's ours. Um, and also a level of patience and temperament, because, again, I've been on my own. Uh, a little bit of credit to the military, but I was always kind of like this when it comes to being organized. I think quick. I I plan quick. I, I move quickly on my feet and, and uh, mentally as well. And so now to live with someone else, I'm more laid back. I kind of just go fly by the seat of my pants. So you yeah. are Mike. Yeah. You're definitely me. You are That's, Mike and I'm like Travis the- because <laughs> if I need organization. I need a plan. Mm-hmm. I, so like that, that has been like my biggest issue since we've been married is because, you know, as an engineer, everything is thinking about consequences and risk and how to keep people and things safe and in order. So like, it just kind of happens in every part of my life now. Like I think about everything and like, so if A happens, B happens, C happens, D happens, and then what's the end result? And Mike is the complete opposite. He just like, it'll be all right, chill out. No. That's me. That is exactly me. She needs to do like all this stuff and be extra and have everything like, set she's like like notes and a notepad and and i'm like and i just wake up and i'm like hey what's going on what we what we doing today that is so funny like i pack the night before and kind of on the way somewhere and travis will pack for something a week and a half ahead of time no us (laughs) (laughs) no so we don't forget anything Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 forced me to deal with that, and like most important, most importantly, patience. Like, okay, she might do it the way you would do it, and that's okay. That's okay because it's her. And I mean, you know, you you may work in a job where you know 
you tell somebody to do something and they, they immediately do it. But that don't happen up in here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not immediately doing anything. <laughs> I think like, I, I think the other part is like, I've had to learn to um, leave my dominant attitude at work because I have to go to work and like, it's like secret, sink or swim being a black woman surrounded by white men and like I would find myself like trying to come home with that attitude and then he is like you tripping like you tripping tripping like <laughs> he like I like I, I pay bills in here like we like we're not gonna have all of this like you have to relax so like now I've gotten to a point where like I know how to turn it on and off because when you are single you just carry that attitude wherever you go and yeah. people have to deal with it or leave you alone. Now being married, like you have to always keep the other person in mind and keep their, their mental well being in mind. Cause I don't want to contribute to making him unhappy because I'm like, you know, acting like I'm his boss. Like, and so I've had to, had to turn off, like turn off work. Like I completely detach from work when I get home. And I think the most thing that I've I've had to like work on or like try to build is just my communication. Oh. Um, I, I grew up an only child. Um, both my parents worked most of the time. Uh, I didn't have a lot of family around me when I grew up. Uh, I have a lot of family, but they were living in like a completely different state. So I only seen them like summertime, things of that nature. So I had like friends that I would see, but I've mostly been by myself my whole entire life. Uh, so my communication, uh, to say the least, it was horrendous. So, <laughs> so I, it was. It was to say because most dudes will be like, you know, everything was cool when she came in, and you know, now I'm cool. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Fact, but my, like, my identified that your communication was trash. That's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. like one of those people. He keeps everything close. He was keeping everything close to his chest. Like something happened. Like I don't know about it. So like. It, it's over like months ago and I'm like well you could have just talked to me about it like we don't have to you don't have to keep things to yourself like we work through whatever together mm -hmm. so he's he's gotten a lot better with communicating what what he needs or what's bothering him even if it's even if it's me <laughs> he'll say it he'll say it tactfully and so do you guys find yourself turning to other couples for advice or have you been able to meet um, married couples, you know, where you're at and things like that? Um, so yes and no. I will say, well, if you know me, you know that I've been married before. Yeah. And a lot of what destroyed that marriage was like outside influences. Okay. Um, so we don't really, we don't tell anybody our business per yeah. se. There's not a lot of examples in my life specifically of great marriages that I look up to and I want to, you know, emulate. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have a little community around here, like the the black officers, the you know, just a few people here that are kind of um, they help us out. They 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 support, yeah. but uh, like we have one one family. Um, as of right now, the, the husband's in Korea, but um, his wife, she'll watch Ivy whenever we can get a hold of her. Um, I think they've been married like 20 years or something yeah, crazy they, like that. They've been doing the military game for quite a while. And and, and a few other, it's maybe one of the couples, the, uh, the Walkers, um, oh, yeah. they totally understand moving into a new area. You're by yourself. All right. So now you need to add the level of complexity of being black. And now you just can't. You just can't welcome any old other black couple into your house because you know you got to put them through the test to see if they. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we have a few, but as far as reaching for I guess support or I guess confession of confinement as far as uh, any advice, we're not there yet because also I've read books and I've uh, listened to like say a TD Jakes talk about you know the top five things or top three things that destroy young couples. Yeah. Uh, married couples and in the top three is always mom and dad in your business friends in your business and i didn't want to fall into those pitfalls because inca makes a great point when we talked about this uh yesterday 
you know, people that you let into your your mess, you know, they don't forget it as easy as you two do. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, like, we have an argument and I'm like, this nigga did this. My friend is going to hold on to that for the rest of her life, whereas I will get over it tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think that's kind of where we are. One, we don't, I feel like we've not gotten to a point where it's so, we argue so much or the argument has been so grand that we needed outside advice too. Is it? And I'm that's a blessing, I guess, because most things are small and we're able to talk through it and, you know, lay it to rest. And um, mostly I just apologize. I mean, true. <laughs> We annoying, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we um, I I actually really agree. We don't allow uh our parents um mm-hmm. in our relationship. Like you know, when we are when we are at odds about something, um, nobody knows. We don't make it a point of running to everybody who will listen to be like, this nigga left the toilet seat up. Like, not silent. Like, like you said, like people on the outside will remember smaller things and treat them as large scale things more than we ever will in our marriage. So we, like you said, we have, we have people that we know, couples that we know that offer, you know, to keep London if we need it, or, you know, we may go out to dinner or something, but we don't even make a habit of including people in decisions that come to our marriage. So, you know, even eight weeks in, just knowing that you guys have that mentality is pretty much mm-hmm. setting yourself up for success in the future. And, and then when we decide, oh, when we ever decide to, to actually need to talk to somebody um, that's not in that marriage, uh, maybe for mediation or advice, um, I, we're both smart enough to know that if we're gonna use, if we're gonna utilize this, they have to be married as well. I need somebody that's walking, you know, yeah. as I am. I wouldn't go to my dentist for automotive, you know, advice. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, like the whole plan, the culture of like talking to your single friends and all that about what's going on in your married house. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, we, we kind of stray away from that. Plus, we don't. We don't want to yeah. <laughs> we don't want to burden people um with our issues. Like you said, if we really needed to talk to somebody, it would be somebody that we've seen in a successful marriage or it would be, you know, a pastor or professional help. I don't <clears throat> necessarily want to task people who don't know the ins and outs of our marriage or marriage in general with providing us with sound advice that we could use. So yeah, just don't even bother. I also feel like giving context can be somewhat exhausting. And like, you gotta have, like, either they're there from the start or we don't go to them at all. And that may sound crazy, but if they ask, well, how'd you guys meet? Man, that's too that's too far back to go back to <laughs> issue. I ain't, I ain't talking about all that. <laughs> we have moved on. Yeah, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yeah, it does. So do you have any plans for are you guys do you think about having any more kids or because that's kind of a kind of a a crucial point for us right now. And mm-hmm. so, you know, being how things went with Ivy and and now being, you know, away from family, though you can go visit, but how do you guys look at having more children in the future? Um, well, I'm 36. <laughs> and it don't count if you don't look it. So Ow, thank you. Hashtag <laughs> Bay. Um I just I'm working on really getting back to 100 percent healthy. Yeah. And figuring out what happened in the first pregnancy before we do anything to yeah. try to get to number two. I mean, of course, we would want, you know, lots of kids. Everybody wants, you know, maybe not everybody. No, I don't, don't want a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> What's a, a lot? Define a lot. Define a lot. So two. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. 
of course we want Ivy to have a sibling. I, we both grew up with siblings. Yeah. I love my brother to no end. And Travis's relationship with his siblings is hilarious. I get to watch them in the group chat every right. day. Um, <laughs> but I think we just need to focus on being healthy. We need to get really like settled. Because yeah. we're moving again next year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're figuring it out. I guess. Oh, so you're in the same place as us. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also, I mean, no shade to you, but I'm tired of people asking. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think I'm more, I think that's kind of the thing because I don't outwardly ask women who have, like, when you have more kids, but knowing yeah. that you guys have a similar situation to us, and it's kind of a huge crossroads because a lot of people around us are pushing it. Like, oh, my mother is yeah. like <sighs> beast number one. She, like, y'all got to have another one. <laughs> London, London was like three months old. She like, okay, y'all got to make way for the other one. What? Uh, excuse you? <laughs> I yeah. just going to pay for this other one. <laughs> like, as soon as Ivy got out of the hospital, my mom started dropping little comments. So, uh, I, I mean, when Ivy was in the womb, her, her mother was like, you know, I had a dream and the good Lord going to give you twins. We was like, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you sure that's the Lord's doing? <laughs> the Lord, you know, like, he, he told me about me. Yeah, like, why didn't Jesus come to me and tell me? <laughs> and ask me if this is what I wanted out of my life. Yeah. Hey, girl. We just, um, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of tired of the hints and people asking us. And like you said, like, you know, I had a C-section and it like really girl, uh, shaped the way I felt about having other kids because that was a hard time. and. You know, after, you know, this part was like, while I was, while I was in labor, um, Mike's grandmother had passed away. So she passed huh. before London was born. So it was just kind of like a weird, it's like a weird cloud looming. Like if I, you know, I've been talking to like, you know, doctors, like, will I be able to have a pregnancy without a C-section? Because if not, if you're going to default to a C-section, I don't know that I want any more kids. So... We're just kind of waiting, like you said, 100% health and making sure it's what we want and finances mm -hmm. being what we want them to be, to have another kid and things like that. So, uh, like, I feel good to know that <laughs> we're not the only couple, like, just kind of in limbo. Like, we will see about that. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, we can't keep Ivy quiet through this podcast. So, like, what am I going to do with... Two children right now. Are you crazy? Oh, London is a terrorist, and I don't want another terrorist. <laughs> don't be talking about hi and don't wave. Like, <laughs> She's talking about, I called her a terrorist. She walked over and waved. <laughs> well, from, a, from a physical standpoint, you know, another child would be great. Uh, again, a typical guy. I would like a son, but seeing seeing the whole process, seeing everything happen from you know conception to uh, giving birth. Uh, physically, and I, I get protests when I say this sometimes, but that's 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 another thing. Inca comes first, all right. And a lot of people are like, well, my kids come first. No, uh, my wife comes first. And to be honest with you, I saw the physical strain it had on Inca to have Ivy, and I don't necessarily want to see her go through that again. You know, where it it, it we have to choose her health over the child's health. And I know this is a very, very touchy situation or subject to even speak on, so I'm not gonna go any deeper into it. I mean, I just, yeah, we, don't, we don't mind because um, it it's nice to hear a man mimic those thoughts because a lot of times women's health and mental well-being get tossed to the side in pregnancy. So uh, yeah, be our guest. Well, I, I feel like the Lord's blessed us with Ivy. You know, um, and if that's all, if that's all the plan, if that's all God's plan, well, okay. And that's that, not going to argue with it, not going to refute it. Because again, I don't ever want to put her health up, you know, for question. Because Ivy, before Ivy was born, it, it was taken, it took a lot out of Inca. It put a lot of, like I said, physical strain on Inca. And I don't, I don't care about, I, I don't care to see that again or want her to have to go through that again. <laughs> Oh, okay. 
Still putting a physical strain on <laughs> So, yeah, th- I mean, those are my own thoughts on, you know, more children. Like I said, yeah. I want the son, but not at the detriment of a health. Nah, I. Absolutely. No, I, I feel the same way. It was, it was tough. Um, and her, her pregnancy went, you know, all the way through. So, I mean, it was tough watching her for nine months, uh, sluggish and like, just really not herself. Yeah. Or not the person I knew. And, um, especially after this, uh, the C-section too, um, it was a good thing. Like her mom was here. Um, at least, you know, she had some more support besides me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was it was really tough uh, watching her like that. And like she said, my grandmother passed. So I mean, uh, what was it like? Five what days yeah, after Lyndon like... was born, I had to go to New York for a funeral. Yeah, and I was gone for like three days. Yeah, and it was so, it was uh, pregnancy was not really that fun for me. And I just it's no I don't take away from women who enjoy being pregnant, but for me, um, you know, I didn't get the just to enjoy the baby kicks like I was throwing up from the time I found out until I you know went into labor and delivery and then like postpartum really like jumped down my back because my mom was only here for a couple weeks after London got here Mm -hmm. and then so then it was just me and Mike and that was just me Mike in London me Mike in London so um that kind of you know is something that I think about and Mike has talked about like he said he said London is rough enough, but rougher than any little boys he knows. So. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But <laughs> he's dangerous. But if that's like you said, if that's what God had in store for us was just London, I'm I'm not here to mess up his plans at all. Right. No, not even that. Pregnancy is not. It was not fun. It was not. I just. It's good to hear you say that. It's like seeing, knowing that she was alive and well in there and her heartbeat and, you know, the little kicks and stuff like that. But the, it it just takes a lot out of women physically. Like, mm-hmm. and even like almost two years later, like still just trying to bounce back and, and like figure mm-hmm. everything out. Like it's a lot of work that people don't consider. They just feel like, you know, it's, pregnancy is cute and you have baby showers and you dress your baby up and that's the joy of parenthood and that that ain't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that ain't it at all (laughs) it's one of those things you don't really think about as a guy okay you know so-and-so had a baby all right but then now to actually have you know now my wife uh to have a child and see everything she went through hey i I would say women are the true heroes they're the true champs because if, if dudes had had babies, it'd be one nigga up in here. Uh, <laughs> I would I would have died immediately. I'm pregnant. I would have shot myself. I'm out of here. Y'all, I, y'all got I, feel, I feel for women, especially women that are pregnant, like during the summer. I mean, like pregnant, pregnant. You know, <laughs> seven, eight month, nine, ninth month going into August. Oh, now you 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 the real champ. I feel for that. I couldn't. I pregnant I couldn't, in July. I, Shut she up. Found out she was pregnant in July. That whole summer she was sick. <sighs> Oh, it was bad, and it was like it's really it gets really hot in Denver, like in the hundred. Oh, so goodness. I was dying, and I was starting a new job, so I couldn't even like take days off. I had to just slug <laughs> through it. Oh no! So like retail at the time, so I feel you. Oh no! And I was just hungry. Like I was just hungry, hundred <laughs> percent of the time. I just remember being in like meetings and dozing off and like everybody like she pregnant, just leave her alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I think the wildest thing that happened to me was just like turning yellow. Like my liver started to fail randomly. Holy when I was Oh, it was tragic. Like I didn't get the glow and the you know, the cute pregnant, like I broke out like crazy. My liver was like, no, nah, we out of here. Um, <laughs> I was taking all this medicine. I never threw up. Like, I maybe threw up one time the whole time I was pregnant, but I was just in extraordinary pain and itching all the time and everything else you can imagine. Uh. Only for six months. So I think that's that's kind of the blessing in all of it. <laughs> is that I didn't have to go nine months like that. So 
as we like close out to this last topic, what's what's next for you guys? Like, what are your long and short term goals within your marriage? So we are definitely still defining that. We're still, as this is crazy as it sounds, going through like premarital counseling. Yeah. So just trying to define for a family, like as a family, where we're headed to. We have like some loose goals, but um, in the immediate, we have to figure out where we're going next. We have a lot of like really tangible goals, like. You have to get a new home and figure out a new city and, you know, get Ivy out of all of her clinics so that she's 100% healthy. It's okay. kind of small things like that. Small I, things I would say this. lead up to big oh, goals. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. Ah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with what she says. I would say short-term and long-term. Um, and this may be a cop out, but to be honest with you, I kind of just, I think everything else will shake out as long as we are like honestly true with one another, mm-hmm. um, do our best to remain best friends, um, mm-hmm. continue loving one another. And I mean, I, again, all this may sound Disney-ish, but I feel like, again, everything is shake out as long as we hold those things through. So this city another child or, you know, Ivy, start school, whatever. It's, it's, it's Inca and Travis. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah everything. Yeah. Both money, location, everything else to shake out. So, and obviously keeping God in there. I want to throw that in God in the situation. Um, yeah. He has definitely tamed my heathen waves for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's I, where I, yeah, I think I think one one of the one of our only goals, like you said, is like to always keep each other first. Um, and then a lot of stuff has fallen into place. And like I asked the question because we never sat and talked about like actual goals, goals. It was just kind of like the biggest goal is to always do the work to keep each other in a good space mentally and emotionally because that in itself is is like a lifetime goal like you'll just always have to work towards it making sure that the other person is happy and healthy where they are with you and in the in the marriage so i definitely um don't think it's like a cop-out or a fairy tale it's probably the most important goal any any couple long-term or married will ever have honestly okay yeah, I, I've always felt like if, if you're doing the right things with each other and you're working with each other, pretty much everything else kind of falls in place. It's one of those reasons why I'm really not a big planner. Also, I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> yes, for self-awareness. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, definitely. Um, I, 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 like, I like both answers. Um, there, there's some things that, that you know, we're going to continue to work on as far as uh, what needs to be done. In my opinion, that's what's up. I mean, from listening to y'all, it sounds like y'all are doing just fine. We are. It gets, you know, it, it gets lonely out here in Denver because. Um, the black population is really, really small. Like it's like Denver is eleven percent black. Like, and they all the way on the other side. And of the they city. all the way <laughs> on the other side of the city. <clears throat> and so, wow. um, <laughs> right. Sometimes when you're in a situation and you finally find all the black people, kind of wish you didn't. Yeah, that's the that's the other part. Because when we were when we were looking for houses, like people were like, "Yeah, look at Aurora." That's where a lot of black people was, and we was like, we just gonna not move there. <laughs> we just gonna move somewhere else. But um, that's one of the goals for this podcast is to get other married black couples on. Like, I'm not. God is gonna sound so bad, but I'm not really interested in a lot of non-black slash white couples on the show because. They talk about their marriages all the time, but people truly don't talk about <clears throat> how black couples navigate things and 
you know, how how they work towards success. And so in my eyes, you know, just based on, you know, what Inca discusses on social media and following her and, and knowing of her for some years through social media, you guys look like, you know, you guys are success to me and you seem extremely happy and positive. And like, so that that's important to, to show the world in my eyes is we are happy. We aren't just, you know, dysfunctional like our parents and creating more broken homes. Like we are, you know, setting the standard. Yeah, kind of clearing <clears throat> some of the stereotypes that are around yeah. uh, black or minority couples. Uh, couples and marriages and things of that nature. Um, yeah, like, like Candace said, it's, it's not really in your face a lot. Um, we don't have a lot of platforms uh, for a lot of things, yeah. Uh, not just uh, this lane. Uh, so that's kind of what we were trying to do with this show. And I feel like we've all, um, just as being black, we've had similar like backgrounds and even just not like giving advice, but talking about kind of some of the things we've gone through and how we've grown in our, in our relationships um, to even help someone else. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Thank you for that compliment. I mean, anybody who, like, I know I've been following you for a really long time, um, Candace, because you're hilarious. But anybody that knows me knows that I used to go on a lot of really bad dates. So to go from that person who was, you know, being told what I could order at a restaurant to, like, now actually being happy. And being with the person that like I want to date forever, yeah, evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you've you've grown as a as a person, as a woman. You're now a wife and a mom. So <clears throat> I'm always gonna you know you know stick around, and you know maybe two or three years from now, if we're still doing this, we'll come back and see where you guys are then and how things go. Cause it's just always nice to keep up with, with good people and the good things that they have going. So. Dang, we gotta wait two years to talk to y'all again? That's what <laughs> <laughs> No, you, you know. See she, you see how she do you? No, she, she's <laughs> But no, you know, my number hasn't changed. My email, my Twitter, whatever the case. If, if by, if by some, you know, by the grace of God and you guys relocate and you end up in this part of the country, you know, keep us, keep us, keep us in mind because flights from Denver to anywhere on the western part of the country are so cheap. You know, so if ever you end up in Denver, want to visit Denver, let us know. We got, we got plenty space. So, you know, don't we're not strangers. Oh, for sure. We um, we actually might end up right up in that area. Well, um, we got Fort Carson. Um. I'm not. I haven't really been put in a position yet to petition for new places uh, to live, but I will say this: I, I literally just whispered it. Uh, I was in Washington State for four years. I loved it in the Pacific Northwest, um, for mostly the weather. So that's so weird. I, I don't like the heat at all. Um, Nobody trying to have. <laughs> That's natural hair because you want to be running in the rain. Seattle, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I like Washington. One of you know, one of the the uh, one of my work sites is up there. So like, I'm starting to do a lot of back and forth work travel in the Washington in Washington. So I mean, it is nice though. Like it's nice. I've been there before, but I give him shit about it because I can. Because it rains too much. <laughs> I, I like it. I like the rain. You can run twenty, well, pretty much year round. It's uh. I like the sun. I like to be a little hot. I mean, the sun come out every night. They, they have warm summers. It's ninety degrees today. Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure. I just, just said it. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> so, so tell us. Like tell you know you have anything you want to say closing out where where people can find you on social media or you have any good news any ventures going any advice you want to give any shout outs any whatever. shout outs anything um 
don't find Travis on social media. <laughs> Y'all know me. Hashtag Ivy Hive. Uh, so Almondy. I don't know. I don't tweet that much anymore, but let me know if y'all listen to this. We would love to be back on your show anytime. Yes, we got to have you guys back for sure. She said, don't find Travis on social media. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of young in the, in, the two, in the two platforms that uh, I, I engage in. So uh, I don't post much, mostly on Facebook and Instagram. I don't even post anything on Instagram, Mm-mm. but very, very young in it. So uh, you can find me, but you might not find anything. <laughs> yeah, I was telling him how great Twitter was. And I would just be like in the corner laughing at my phone and he didn't understand why. So tw- like Twitter, I feel like Twitter, I feel like you can enjoy Twitter without being actively a part of it. Like if you like yeah. if, if you follow some of the people that Inca follows, you would laugh all day. But you don't necessarily have to post anything to get the laughs. Yeah. You just be looking like these niggas is crazy. Well, I always like hearing stories of things like when when they first started or how they used to be, uh, be it military movies, whatever it is. And so Twitter in its infancy, that sounds like a place that I would have liked to been in when it was like the wild, wild west. But now since yeah. <laughs> You can't be problematic anymore. <laughs> no, you can't be. You nah, can't. Nah, you you can't. can't. You gotta. You gotta rein it in a little bit. I also think like Twitter is is different now because we like you are in a different place in life. So like like yeah. now I find myself just like scrolling and being like y'all tripping, and then just putting my phone down and like let me you know let me go find something to do around the house. Let me go cook or something. But um, in terms, oh, don't get still be making wild jokes, Candace. <laughs> and she, and she, she put some sauce on it. <laughs> she like, I don't even. I just put my phone down and I be cooking. Whole <laughs> <laughs> <No> lie. <laughs> you gonna lie with London right in the room? Hey, I tried to, I tried to slide that one through. <laughs> you tried it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I see y'all quick on y'all toes. <laughs> but we, you know, we really appreciate y'all taking your time out, you know, to do this, especially on a Sunday. And we we definitely are going to have you back. And yeah, I'm just, this is a really good, good episode. I'm yeah, very yeah, happy. Yeah. And so... We are going to wrap up. And to anybody listening, if you enjoy the show, leave a review and check us out at cspn.us. And we post exclusive content behind the Patreon. So if you want to donate to that, we're here as well. And yeah, we're out of here. Bye. Bye.